Hey, this is Scott, co-founder of Arcosaur Tabletop and DM of the Arcosaur D&D podcast. I'm just wanting to take a minute to let you know that our website, ArcosaurTT.com, is up and running, and we also have opened a merch store that can be accessed through our website. We have shirts, hoodies, tumblers, and all sorts of stuff, including an adventurer's pack. I love the adventurer's pack. Please be sure to drop by and check it out for yourself. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, you're listening to Arcosaur D&D. This series contains content not quite suitable for children, so viewer discretion is advised. In the land of Baldur's Gate, we follow two intrepid adventurers on their quest to either find their fate or seal their doom. This is Arcosaur D&D. Hello and welcome to Arcosaur D&D. I am your wonderful host and dungeon master for the evening, Scott, and today we still have playing with us. And I'm playing Lysander, Lysera Dragonsbane. Keep making the United States. Confusing my two and, characters. And me, TS, playing as Suka. Yes, Lysander Dragonsbane. Um, so... <laughs> and, um, where we last left off, you had your companions your creature companions fight off velociraptors oh uh, you fought off a whole bunch of compsognathus and kept one as a pet um you we keep gathering fought, pets they fought a pack of velociraptor as well yeah that's what i said is you, you, that your your companions your your summon creatures had fought off a pack of velociraptors and then you guys fought off before that fought off some compsognathus which is a little tiny egg stealing lizard dinosaurs and yes, uh, they're typically shortened to compy. Yep. And uh ended up, ended up trapping one and keeping it as a for right now an unwilling pet. Um it's only semi willing, I guess. Nevertheless also terrified of the manticore. Um nevertheless you made your way up to Mabala. Mabala um and fought off after triggering certain events, fought off a massive horde of skeletons um, run run by a female lich that is the was the undead resurrected corpse of a teenage girl that was being sustained by her mother, who is a necromancer. Um, instead of punishing the mother for her crimes or you know, going on ahead and straight up destroying the phylactery of her daughter, you decided instead to bring the daughter back to full life, actual life, um, by the use of your grand cleric. Which, luckily, I managed to summon during the whole undead thing. Uh, Which made the combat so much easier, because you were basically, you know, 
Dynasty Warriors yeah. in that that combat. Yeah, we were using his channel divinity while I was keeping the undead hordes out of the home of the elderly woman, and then she ran out. Yeah, because you guys were talking about destroying the phylactery of her daughter. She she was dead set on trying to recontrol her daughter. So that did not know that the cleric could. Well, she didn't know the cleric could do that, and neither did Suda. So, yeah. But so, problem solved. Problem saving solved. Rangers lead the way. Yes. And so, you ended that. You ended that session with your characters having another portion of your rest before heading back down the long and winding path that led up to Mbala. And now you're back on the main map and you are going to be heading more toward the Kobold Mountains. According to my calculations on this map, you have two and a half days more travel left. Yeah, but the map's so fuzzy I can't quite tell... What exactly, uh, Mahar Kalaha? Um, that is a Taz Kahala. A Taz? Yeah. Um, Kahala? yes. Okay. Well, no, I can't tell what the symbol is if it's like ruins or a mining camp or something. Uh, you'll find out when you. If you decide to go past it, otherwise you can go around it. One of the two. It's an X, so point of interest. So, I think oh, we all yes. know what uh, that I means. Think... We beeline straight towards it. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, if you want to beeline straight towards it, that would be two consecutive day rolls. Okay. Granted, after that... It'd be literally just a hop, jump, and a skip to the edge of the Cobalt Mountains where we need to be. Yes. Yes. And the whole place is networked by tunnels, so after that, we're good. Yep. So. Yeah. You wanting to head to that point of interest? Uh-huh. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, I think we should go ahead and go for it. Okay. Um, I need... You, you could... You can both I'll roll individually, in. or yeah, if if you want to do that. Um, See, but what was it? A D ten. A yeah. D ten. So or the sound of my mini dice. All right, that is a three. Yeah. And I At, got an eight. Okay. Um, with a three. <laughs> You start heading through the more jungled areas, or uh, this area kind of turns into more of a denser jungle, and Suka keeps telling you that, by the by, this is what I have on three, Suka keeps telling you that, you know, we need to follow the sound of the river, once we get to this certain point, we'll come across the River Toth, and we'll be able to make our way to the Cobalt Mountains very easily. And you swear you hear running water, and as you follow it, you end up coming to a point that is actually further than you started. 
about half a day in. Okay, so we're at, are we in actuality on the map? Yeah, so started from here. Y'all got to about, no, y'all got a half a day and got to about here. Like, just basically y'all made a big circle. And so making the other half, making the other half days worth of travel, that would be roughly about here. Okay. So. I, I confuse the swamp water with the river, obviously. Yes. Look, it's a common since mistake. I've never been. Yeah, since you've never been here, you don't know the lay of the land. And Suka told you, just yeah, listen for flowing and... water. And you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and we, we decided to put me and Uthra in the lead because he can just, you know, rear up a little and slash his claws for the through the vines and make an easier path for the wagons. Yep. Yeah, that, that's yeah. very true. So. <clears throat> Alright. Um, roll of a three for like that. They're... Roll of a three for that day was called Lost in Jungle. <laughs> lose lose half day. <laughs> um. So. Well, what did I think the we can get now hear some river water a little farther to our southeast. Let's see. Yeah. Um, the southwest. Uh, the, the eight. From our position. Yes. Um, the eight. You actually, like after after resting. Um, not gonna have you guys do a night roll for right now. After resting, you wake up, and you can hear the water faintly off in the distance, and you tell Suka about it, and Suka's like. Oh yeah, Suka reorients herself that way and points you actually towards the river. You don't gain a day, but you actually make your way towards the river. Yeah, and you, you actually make it to um, Atazkala from that point, following the river. So. Alright, so what do we see? Um, arriving at Atazkala, as you're following this <laughs> lazily flowing winding river um the the river toth you see a cliff face ranging in height from 50 to 200 feet at at the highest that is lined with rows and upon row upon row of coral and it's not bone white, it's still vivid and colorful, almost as if it's still alive. That's kind of cool. Um, there's also um, other occlusions in it that are not coral that you can't quite make out unless you get closer. Um, this is Jordan Can I can I make a nature check to, like, try and identify, like, do I recognize this stuff, or do um, I, like, know about this type of place? History check. Just, just, b before, before you do a nature check, history check. Because I want to see if you okay. remember passing this way. Would that be with advantage? Because Cholt's, like, 
my favorite terrain or whatever. Sure. Um, not necessarily favorite terrain, but the fact that you pass that way. Okay, I'll take the 16 instead of the 9. All right. Uh, you have passed this way before. You've heard about the, about this place. Um, it is called the Tazkala. Or Kahakla. Kahakla. A Taz Kahakla. And um, you do know that it, it, it used to be a very dense um, coral reef at one point in time, back when this area was the floodplain. Okay. Um, that's just in your general history, and you've you've been past this way once before, and that was when you were heading to Baldur's Gate. Weren't right. really paying attention. Now for the nature check. Twenty-two. Um, you know that the the coloration of this coral is actually due to um, the mineral deposits because the the water level rapidly declined. And instead of the coral bleaching white because of the the normal, almost said funk, the normal moisture in the air trapped in the minerals rather than allowing them to evaporate, which allowed them to crystallize, uh, causing all okay. the coloration that you see. This coral is as you know, is very much dead. Um, okay. Also, with that roll, you do see that there are bones amongst the coral. Oh, dear. Lots of them. Are some, like, kobold bones? Like, are there legends of this place in kobold history <laughs> as well? Um, if you if you wish to, you can look at the bones and, and discern, or uh, Lacerica... Sure. Yeah, Lacera can. It, I, I, I'd actually like Lacera too because you know, trading okay. off rolls. Yeah, I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I'll tell her there are bones, and I'll, I'll tell her there are bones, and to be careful. And never mind, she got a natural twenty. Okay, uh, natural twenty yeah. with a twenty-eight. <laughs> with my god tier investigative <sighs> skills. Um, you see that there are, um, whole skeletons of. Sea creatures, giant uh, megalodons, uh, larger larger predatory sharks, plesiosaurs. You also see that there are whole skeletons of um, not kobolds, but other aquatic creatures well, of that time period. Be skeletons of sharks, because the only part of their um, body that's not like cartilage. Hey, I'm reading a description. <laughs> I'm reading a description. Description. Okay, so, so the rapid mineralization prevented the cartilage from decaying? Yes. You know, that, that would kind of make sense. If it did for the coral, it would work for the cartilage. Yeah. yeah. Um, more or less... So it's I, a... I just point out the big sharks and go... <clears throat> skeletons and look at, at uh, Suka and go, That's really cool. Because yeah. normally... The only thing you'll find of a shark are its jawbones. Because that's the only part that normally has any kind of minerals in it to begin with. Hmm. So those are, like, rare and super valuable. And the coral is easily jewelry grade. So this 
place would definitely be uh, very profitable. Good thing we kobolds are expert jewelry makers. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I would say try to preserve as many of these animal skeletons as you can. I'm pretty sure there are a lot of private collectors amongst the princes, amongst the merchant princes. Um, as you're saying this, there's a sign that is next to you that's uh, weathered beaten. It's it's seen better days, and the carving is barely eligible. Passive of 19, is that sufficient to, to make out? Uh, sure. <sighs> uh, with your passive perception, you can just make out, very faded, but putting together putting together the the words. It reads... And gently it, running my fingers over yeah. them. It, it reads, in common, here lies the gorge of death. Um, they probably want to change the name. They they probably gave it that name for all the skeletons that are in it. Yeah, I I, I would I would definitely call this coral gorge. It's much prettier. Oh More yeah. Touristy. I'm sorry. Also, with your investigation check, you rolled a natural twenty. <laughs> I, I really did. That's why uh, I said God tier. Yeah, I look back over and I'm like, oh yeah, natural 20. Uh. <clears throat> you also do notice that, you know, looking at the coral, you even touch some of the coral and it's sharp. Um, It doesn't, like, cut you. It's just you, you touch it like, hmm, this is rather sharp. You know, brittle, but sharp. And as you're, lo as you're looking, you do notice that some of the coral has been sheared off. Like something had rubbed up against it. Possibly to scratch itself, maybe? Yeah, it, it, it could have been a giant lizard shedding and you know, use the coral as a... Yeah, especially a, when a, um it's at one of the 200-foot-tall parts and you see that it's about roughly two and a half stories worth of scratched-off coral. Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh... Or, or something, you know, fell over. Can I possibly, you know, with that bit of information, uh, try and nature you know, check what the heck it is? Nature, nature or survival check? Either or, whichever one's okay. higher. Um, <clears throat> I'm. With, with Rangers, you get a... It's a slight bit metagame, because uh, if this thing is, you know, classified as a beast or a dragon, I should have advantage on it, I think. Let's I see. Think that's one of my favorite enemy types. The favorite enemies... You have advantage on survival checks. Yeah, so... Oh, hold on, I'm just, survival I'm just finding and, it out. I guess, history... Any knowledge check based intelligence checks. Well, to it's survival out, um, specifically and intelligence checks to recall information. So, so nature or history. All right. Oh, uh, which one did you say it was? 
But, uh, he's got a uh, choice between history, nature, and survival. I know, but um, you, what what uh, was the classifications? Uh, dragons and other beasts. I I think I have three picks at this point, don't I? I believe you do. Uh, I I've still just got two. Oh, okay, then you okay. only have two. If you have only two, then I only have two. So I think you. I actually think I chose. Yeah, I have dragons, obviously, because yeah, dragons and and I think I chose beasts. Okay, yes, you do have advantage on girl. Okay. Thirty, I crit. I have a plus ten to survival. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So, I rolled um, a 10 and a 20, so either you know, 20 or 30. You know by the size, the shape, and the type of indent that it is made in this cor in this thing of coral. And you also do find a piece of, uh, of skin that is left on there. A tough, leathery hide. You know that this is a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And you know that... And you know that this type of... And you know from that with your crit that this type of rub is not a scratching itself. It is a, this is mine. Territory ah, marking. So <clears throat> there is a T-Rex in the area and it marked its territory in the Coral Gorge. Yep, and, and you judging guys... from the size of this rubbing, this is a big one. Yes. A real big one. <laughs> and so, it is now Let's night. Get the move. It is now uh, night. Crap, nightfall. Nightfall. What are you doing? I'm having a uh, high alert tizzy in the sky. Uh, my Drake companion We're also is like have, uh, also out and um. Are uh, other monk kobold possibly assisting in the watches? All right. We also we're not gonna we'll probably have the necromancer just be like a last line of defense. Yeah. Actually, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. I just thought I just realized this. We have a necromancer now, and we're in a place called the Gorge of Death, full of bones. Yeah, I mean, you could ask her if she wants to make some uh, bone-type like, sentries. Like, as, like, a last resort, she can just, like, just command an army to rise and attack this thing if it attacks. So I'll inform her if that happens yeah. to do that. Yeah, if somebody wakes her up, she needs to start tur turning the skeletons into uh, some kind of... Uh, they're, cre they're creatures, not humanoids. Uh, you, unless you, you can, can zombify creatures. Anything. You don't even have to have a full skeleton to make a skeleton warrior. Yeah, yeah but I think it has to be a humanoid, doesn't it? Um, unless, you know, that's a DM call. Yeah, it's, it's also a thing of these are, as I said, sharks and plesiosaurs. There, there are no human or humanoid bones in this thing. So if she were to make it one come to life, number one, she it would be half... to use the entirety of the skeleton. I was about to say, it would be half buried in a wall. 
and it would also it would also just fall to the ground and just flop around because it has nothing to it doesn't really she, have legs. She can rearrange the bones as she's creating her Also technically onions. true. Yeah. So she, she can sort It's of just kind of a DM call here. Like would the necromancer be allowed to make land-based skeletons out of the skeletal bones? She would, but they would like, not be they would not be too effective. Eh. Fair enough. So, are you saying be fo- cannon fodder? Are you going to be staying there for the night, or are you going to be moving on as silently as possible through the night? You'll gain a point of exhaustion. <clears throat> eh, the exhaustion's not worth it, because if we get cut off guard with the exhaustion, it, it'd be bad. I think we can handle the T-Rex if it shows up. Okay. Yeah, we're just going to double up our watch shifts. I'll just have my bags of holding at the ready. <laughs> yeah, gold. you wouldn't be able to pick the gold back up. Oh, uh, yeah. Too many sharp rocks. Mm. Yes. Alright. Yeah. So bag of holding is now out, out of the question. <laughs> so, um, so you guys are going to set up camp? Alright, this will probably give it away. <coughs> that is Le Battle Map. But I'm still gonna I'm still gonna do we the switching thing. map. So ambush incoming. Uh, I mean it's it's like Jurassic Park two Lost World. You slept in the territory of a T Rex, so it's gonna show up. Yep. What's this interesting smell? It smells like a bunch of small things, fresh to eat. Yep. <clears throat> so One let me strange go on ahead. Thing. And where is my thing to clear out? If I had some freaking meta magic, this would be freaking hilarious. Alright, so. Place your characters there. Uh, Here, real quick. Uh, Add the map. Go. Do, do, do. Add the map. Mm. Add the map. Okay. And move your characters to wherever you wish. You know, like somewhere over here. Is where you guys would be sleeping. Tizzy would take the high ground, and I guess the Drake would stay by me. Alright. Uthra will be up here. Okay. Um... So, and then Rost would be over here. So, who is taking first watch? Um, uh, I say it could be me and Uthra, but <clears throat> Suka's willing to take first watch. All right. 
then I guess me and uh, Othril take second watch, and Ross and Tizzy can take final. Uh-huh. Okay. <clears throat> so, alright. Um, the better your rolls, the more of... Th this is the whole thing. The better your rolls, the more of the map you get. So, who's right, on? So, first watch. Perception check, right? Oh, you're taking first watch. Yeah, Suka's Suka and her Drake are gonna take first watch, and then she's gonna wake okay. me and uh, Uthra. Uh, first watch with advantage for you. Either that, or you and your Drake can roll separately. Well, let's go with advantage. Uh, 10 and 19, if I add my modifier to the 19, that's a 29. 29. Um, you hear the faint sounds of things around, of things around you, just in general. Um, sound of the moving water, the, the sound of the, <sighs> of wind blowing, the sound of smaller creatures. Um, Ooh. doing their things in the night. What? Is that a hole? Or is that like... Stone. That's a tree stump. Does it actually have a hole in it? No, it's it's it, just it's a tree. It's in the center. Uh, well, actually, actually, it's a tree. Like, as in, like, if the, the moonlight is shining down upon the tree, so that's why it's casting a shadow. Okay. Uh, okay. We we just can't see the leaves on the tree. Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's it's, so, it's, it's, it's like Minecraft. They just took only the center part of the tree and left the rest of it there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, you do, however, uh, with the, with that roll, hear faint, distant rumblings, but nothing too too serious or major. Nothing really uh, peaks your your um awareness, My awareness. Of, yeah alright I'm gonna keep my drake awake so he'll keep watch while I take a nap okay uh who's on second and I'll I'll just move the drake there so Suka would have walked over, woke me up, said she, I guess, resummoned her Drake to yeah. continue to keep watch. I'm guessing so. On. An eighteen. For, oh no, a natural a natural twenty for twenty nine. Okay, <laughs> so you are sitting there, and Suka has already told you. you know, I hear I hear some stuff. You know, some some different creatures, different different animals, and you hear everything go silent. Like, to the point to where the silence is deafening. 
So the only thing I'm hearing is the tumble of water on the rocks. But all of the fauna have stopped making noise. Uh, I'm and then going to start gently shaking people. It starts faintly at first. Yeah, I'm just going to start gently waking people. You hear, you hear trees. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just gently waking everybody up and saying, uh, it's time to go, guys. Yeah, every, everybody wakes up. And right as they start to wake up, you see in the pale, palest moonlight, this white giant creature. The moon is kind of behind it, but you can see it is almost a solid white color. And it stares, it stares down at you with its very red eyes. And lets out this booming roar. I need everybody to roll initiative. Great. Okay. I, I got a decent initiative this time. Nice. You want to hit roll initiative for everybody else? Huh. Okay. Um, you don't have a surprise round on it. <clears throat> um... And I don't know why Rost has not rolled. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can do this. Rolling for initiative. Five. And Suka, you're going to have to roll for your own stuff. Yeah. Uh, all my guys go after me, and I got 21. 21? So... Okay. So you... You and, and your cohort, me, Uthra, and I guess uh, Monster, and then Ross. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I don't know why it's got you with a twenty-one underneath the. Oh crap! Yeah, you have initiative twenty-one, so. There we go. Um, so, Suka, you're up first. Um, oh, boy. Um... You, you, roll, you roll awake very alert, and you see this giant, and not, now that you've recognized it, it is an albino Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, boy. <laughs> um... I think this was one of the uh, so-called five-star hunts, according to Kira. All right. Well, by the way, letting you all know, I traded my drink, my smog drink companion for back to the Legiacris, so he's Mr. Swimboy because we got a river. I feel like that'll be more helpful here. I mean, it's deep right. enough to have a bridge over it, so. So. Do 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 do. Well, this is. Right. By, by the by, this is the only river map I can find that was actually decent. <laughs> Alrighty. This is not the way it's actually depicted. 
or this river is actually depicted. <laughs> okay, I think I'll move Suka probably just over here. Okay. And uh, I will Hexblade's Curse as uh, my bonus action. Okay. Onto the Rex. All right. Let me go on ahead and throw down a token. Let's see. Throw down the Hexblade's Curse and then move it over to the T-Rex. Um, then I'm going to make one uh, arrow launch attack. With my bow. Okay. Go on with ahead and roll out. that. Alright. Fiery bow. Uh, 17. 17 does uh, hit. Yep. And I do... It does an extra d6 of fire, right? Yes. Okay, so 2d6 plus... Is that right? I do... You do the arrow's damage with your modifier and the and an extra d6 of fire. The reason it's saying I add plus 10 damage, but I don't think that's correct. Let's see, looking at your stuff... Um, let's see. I had plus 11, because since it's my Hexblade's curse target, I get to add my proficiency bonus to damage. So, plus 11. So, that's 5. Plus 11. So, 16 damage. With 16 one damage. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to forego one of my attacks to 16. let... Uh, let's see. What's Tizzy's fly speed here? Should be at least 60. Her flights, her movement is... Her fly is 60, holy shit. 60 feet. So, Tizzy, fly up. And I'm going to forgo one of my extra attacks to let Tizzy make a sting attack. Just because I think it'd be hilarious if she... Managed to paralyze the T-Rex. Okay. Go on ahead and make the roll. Uh, Tizzy has a plus four to hit. 19. That hits. Alright. It takes 1d4 plus 2 damage, and it needs to make a con save of 11. If it fails by 5 or more, it becomes poisoned and falls unconscious. And it takes six damage. All right, six damage, and we will see how that con save works. That is a 21. I figured, but just thought it would be hilarious. <laughs> yep. So, um, anything else, your Drake companion? Yes. I use my bow section so he can't attack, but that's fine. You can still move him. Too. 
Yeah, he's going to go just dive into the water and just bloop, start swimming. Okay. Actually, he can take the dash action. So, get him over there. Okay. Um, so as they're closing in, um, the T-Rex, this albino Tyrannosaurus Rex lets out this just fearsome roar after being hit by an arrow and stung. It is its turn. Question. Before I fully end, Mm -hmm. can my Drake make a bonus action to taunt? Sure. So it doing a bonus action intimidation? Yes, because I want it to attack Drake instead of us. Okay. Oh, you want it splashing in the river? Yeah. Maybe, like, give it a finger or in, I guess, animal speech, just say, screw you, you... Your arms are so short, you can't right. even use a back scratcher. Uh, I think my Drake actually has a minus in charisma. No, it has a plus one, so 16 total. Alright, and I'm pretty sure this would be against its intelligence. So, I'm pretty sure which is like a what? Uh, yeah. Uh, what was <laughs> what, what was the roll? I got a, a 16. A 16. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it what? um, its vision is Question based two. on what's the, what's this thing's like intelligence? Just it's a negative four. Yeah, my Drake's literally a like several IQ points smarter than this thing by yeah. a lot. Um, one of the things that it realizes yeah, it's, it's obvious flailing around. It's and it's obvious look like an idiot. It's it's obviously um learned from the ye old Jurassic Park. Um, that wonderful stage play where they said its vision is based on movement. So, <laughs> um, being the only thing that's moving that's close to it, it will go on ahead and move itself forward by about yay much. Uh, not giving, not exiting an attack of opportunity range, but it has a ten foot reach. So it's going to it's going to snap at your Drake. So let's see. Good luck. Does a twenty does that twenty six hit? Uh yes, actually. Alright. Um your Drake takes forty two piercing damage. Damn. And I need you to make a strength check or a strength save to try to escape its jaws. I find it weird that my creature does not have proficiency in strength save, but that's yep. okay because I still get to also have my your your creature your creature is like right here, just up now, uh, essentially up point. in the air. <laughs> Okay, uh, so three plus six, so I had a plus nine to this. Damn, that, that works. Uh, freaking 27. Okay, 27. Um, as the T-Rex, you know, bites down, crushes, and then starts to lift, your, your Drake rolls out of its jaws within five feet of it. Right. Um, and then seeing that T-Rex is going to also be pissed, no, 
is still pissed at the small insect that is flying around it and whips its tail up to snap it at, at your at your uh, tizzy. No, tizzy! Does a 29 hit? Yes. Oh, God. Uh, for, for 12 bludgeoning damage. Oh, my gosh. Tizzy's actually alive. Um, <laughs> I also... I also need a... Because she is airborne, I yeah. also need a dexterity save from her. Tizzy just, like, loves to edge out on that health. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, uh, I I need a dexterity save from Tizzy. Seventeen plus two, so nineteen. Okay. I'm not um, sure if, if I does do my familiars get to add my proficiency bonus to the saves? I don't know. Uh, I think they do. Believe so. Yes. Then a seventeen plus two plus six, so like twenty five. Okay. Um, Tizzy does not get knocked 20 feet in a direction. <laughs> because that's what the save was for. Yeah, so she just got hit by the tip of the tail, and she just sort of... <laughs> just spins in the air. Yep. Doing a barrel yeah, roll. Yeah, pretty much. Um, then, <clears throat> from the opposite direction, Lacera, you hear... You hear... <laughs> just barreling towards you. As oh, another Tyrannosaurus, this one, this one with a dark, uh, dark discoloration going down one side of its face. It has almost like a cleft lip on that side, and its eye is completely white. Its right eye is completely white. Just starts charging into the fray. Great, an albino in uh, battle hardened. Yep, so. Uh, I'm going to be aiming for the left eyeball. And I'm going to put Hunter's Mark on, on Mr. Uh, half Blind. Yeah, well, not yet. It's its turn. <laughs> um, It j just starts going after Rost. It's the closest break. <laughs> so. And there goes the kobold. Yep. So let's see. That is a actually you got a significant health boost, so it might be huh. that. That is a miss. Oh, wow. on, that is a miss on the bite. It rolled a natural two. With plus ten is twelve. That still doesn't hit um, Ross's AC. So Ross, you know, deftly dodges, and the tail comes around to try to hit him. He rolled a natural one. Completely. Ross just basically hand plants over the tail and lands in the superhero pose. And he is like so ready to kick copious amounts of butt. Lacera, well, it's your turn. Okay, um, well, first off, uh, he's getting the Hunter's Mark. All right, Hunter's Mark. I think. It is Hunter's yeah. Mark. Oh no, I have these uh, saved as their own tokens, so I can yeah. just generate them at will. Alright, and it's gonna take a blissful um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to aim for the left eye, but I'll go for a body shot. Okay. 
Oh, longbow of artillery. That is a 22. That does hit. Go on ahead and roll damage. Alright, it's going to be that plus a d6. That's a respectable amount. Uh, 23 piercing. Yep. Um, it, it, you hit it in, in like the shoulder and it, cause you, you're aiming for the eye and when it whips its tail around to hit Rost, it nails the back of its shoulder of, of its little Tyrannosaurus Rex shoulder. And it just lets out this roar of pure anger and rage. Well, it, it, it gonna get another one. Mm-hmm. And it, it starts turning its head towards you. That's another hit. 23 does hit. Six. And another 24 damage on that blow. And this this T Rex is just it, it is you, you just made it eat you no know, um this other this other bolt like it catches it in its side and it like takes one step and you can actually see that this thing has multiple scars all over it. Yeah. Um it's it's seen it's both seen better days, but it's also seen some rather tough hardships. So you know, this is as T.S. said, this is a more battle-hardened uh, Tyrannosaurus. Yeah, which is why I'm targeting it. Yeah. With cro- with ballista bolts, yes. With my yes. ballista arrows, yes. Alright, so... Actually... Uh... I miscalculated something. It's okay. Okay, so. <clears throat> back into the correct and, stuff. And um, Uthra is going to throw some tail spikes at it. Alright. Tail spiky. Yeah, let me just uh, scroll down to Uthra. First tail spike is a twenty-four to hit. That hits. Alright, he gets nine damage from that. Sixteen. Sixteen also hits. Alrighty. Takes another seven. And a final tail spike. Is another eleven. That misses. Uh, it was the two hit was sixteen. Oh, sixteen. Okay. Yeah, so it took yeah. another eleven points of damage. All right, eleven points of damage. Yeah. So it was nine, seven, and eleven. Yeah, and you're just railing it with yeah. all these hits, and this T Rex just seems like every hit is doing nothing but just piss it off even more. It is, it is, you know, yeah, there is pain in the roars, but there's more anger than pain. Um, yeah. Well, kind of, it kind of seems like that this kind of damage 
it's used to. And the world goes so these rocks. Yep, I was about to say the world so goes a silent. little more out of immediate danger and you know can still clearly see them. Yep. Um so um and next I'm it's having Uthra move up to here. Yep. Um so next it's in the list. It's in it's in the list. Strength check. Okay. Thirteen. You start hearing a cracking coming from the little cage that you made. And then you hear something struggling against the bars of a, or against the wooden wooden lashed bars of the little cage that you made. The the Constantinus is freaking out and trying to escape. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then I next, mean, I don't blame it. Next is Rost. <clears throat> the Tyrannosaurus is now total attention on you. Rost takes this opportunity to no, Rost go for the testicles. Yeah, Rost, you notice is not wearing his. Unfortunately, it only has a cloaca. Yeah, you. Rost is no longer oh, wearing. Yeah, Rost is no longer wearing his weights. Like you can actually see now that your eyes have adjusted to the to the dark. Um, enough that you can see that he doesn't have the weights on his arms and his, and his ankles like he normally does. And he takes, ducks over, ducks over to the right and runs up the tail of this T-Rex and jumps up, up at the height of the shoulder blades and starts coming down with his fist flying in this just flurry of explosive blows, right? So that would be an unarmed strike. That's a crit. Second unarmed strike. That's an 18 that still hits. And then he's going to use... Doo -doo -doo -doo. Actually, no, he's not going to use a flurry of blows. He is, um, he, he is going to expend a key point for something else but real quick. So you have... Critical damage for that. That is a 19. Um, let's see, 19. Closest that you can have is 18. So that'd be 9. Um, and then a, a regular blow against... Come on. Roll damage. There it goes. Um, and then a 13, oh, straight up attack of 13, so 12, um, or no, not 12, 6. Okay, um, so he just poof, poof, in the back of the head and then slides almost Flintstones-like off the tail, lands, and then goes into this, this stance with, that's, uh, makes his fingers look like fangs, and he just in this low crouched stance. You mean claws? Yeah. Um, but in this low crouched stance, you've seen him take another stance where he uh, like planted his foot and 
solidified his his standing. With this one, it looks a little bit more loose. Like he's he. It almost looks like a serpent coiled, ready to attack. You know, AKA he is uh, using Quilled Serpent and expending a key point to do so. <laughs> All right, so uh, after Ross Suka, you're next. All right. Uh, I'ma just go over here and that there. All right, I'ma have Tizzy use her action to disengage fly out of over here spend my action to cast cure wounds her reaction to channel it onto my buddy there okay because thank you familiars I'm to expand the range of cure wounds I'll do it at third level all right. So that's 3d8. Let me know how Plus much to heal him by. Damn. So, 10, 18. I heal him 22. All right, 22 points of healing. Awesome. Brings him up to 53. Alright. What else are you doing? Um, since I can now expend my bonus action to let my buddy attack, uh, my Drake is going to uh, do a Lord Almighty bite attack on this dude. Alright. Have it bite one of its legs. Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure 18 plus whatever his modifier is hits. Yep. Okay. Yeah, he clearly has a plus eight to hit, so. And he does 3d6 if he spends his reaction, which I will have him do. Damn! So that in total is... Twelve, eighteen, twenty-one points of damage. All right, twenty-one points of damage. Nice. It's hurt. <laughs> it's not almost dead like Tizzy is, but it's hurt. Um, and with the last of Tizzy's movement, uh, 
still disengaged, obviously. She's gonna... Let's see. That was 25. She's just gonna fly... Just over here. Away. Okay. So, Tizzy can't be attacked. Yep. Uh, took the disengage action. <clears throat> fly... As... As she's flying just by, fly, just as she, yeah, as she's flying by, you cast healing through her, and she continues to fly away as your Drake bites the Tyrannosaurus's leg as a distraction. Going right for the Achilles tendon. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So now like it is landing on the railing of the bridge, just now, to start licking her own wounds. Yep. So it, anything else, or is that, or that's all of your actions? That's that's all. That's all my actions. My right. my action economy is very well used up when I start using my minions like this. All right. Um, the Tyrannosaurus roar. This albino Tyrannosaurus roars out in just excruciating pain, and then comes down and goes to lock its jaws around your Drake. Uh, does a twelve hit? No. All right. Actually, I think my. Drake's AC might uh, I think your Drake's AC been... is higher than Rost. Yeah, your Drake's AC I is 19. My... I think it should be higher, because I leveled up, unless it already went up by itself. I think it did. Okay. So. I'm gonna just check. <laughs> Because, like, for a, for a while, um, I think we had the plus five bonus. I think, no, I think so. No, it's eight. Uh, it's AC should be 20 now. Because its natural armor is 14 but it adds my proficiency bonus and our proficiency bonus is plus 6 now so uh, its ac yeah, did not go, go up yet so ac 20 so yeah. at, at any rate it still didn't hit yeah yeah all right and it it just basically one snap miss and it's going to try to snap at it again that's a 17 that's another miss it's just too close to its leg to try to your Drake is too close to its leg to try to wrap its jaws around. The other Tyrannosaurus... Yeah, I can't do downward-facing dog. Yep. Um, the other Tyrannosaurus... It's also in the amphibious mode, so... Yep, the other... It's like, just slippery sliding. Yep, the other Tyrannosaurus turns and goes to bite Rost. As a 29, that hits. For 16 damage on Rost. Um, that means it's a little less likely I'm going to have to use Revivify on Rost again. Um, Rost uses his reaction. Hold on just a moment. Um, yeah. Um, he's going to use a... Rost is going to use a reaction to unarmed strike the T-Rex as it's biting down. Oh, that's a damage roll. Up thirty, so that 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 last damage roll is a crit. Oh yeah, just turn his. 
So, 18. And now Rost has to make make a strength save. 21. Yeah, he he rolls out of the jaws like that that pop the T Rex that pop into the nose made the T of elbowing it in the nose made it like open its mouth and he just rolls out and you know goes back into that stance. <clears throat> um it then um is tired of him and tries to whip him with his tail. That's a 20 that hits for 16 bludgeoning damage. All right. Now, Lacera, you and yours turns. I'm going to go ahead and use Slayer's Prey on it. Okay. So that adds an extra d6 to my first shot. Alright, let's just say that it, it's, it, it just has it. Yeah, you, you don't have to add anything else token-wise. Alright, 16 All right, so hits. 16... So this first shot gets... 2d6 of extra damage. Yeah. So 28 damage in total. 22. 22 does hit. And 20 damage on this one. Plus a D6 for the Hunter's Mark. So 21. 21. Okay. Yeah, you're just, you're whittling it down. And it's it's taking, the, the this uh, T-Rex is taking these hits like a champ. Like, it's, you're just hitting it, yeah. hitting it, hitting it. It's bleeding heavily, and it's just still, the more you hit it, the angrier it gets. Yeah. Uthra is going to throw some more tail spikes. Alright. Um, 21 hits. 21 for 6 points. 12, so that's 12, that misses. Miss. Yep. <laughs> okay. And 8. So it's just like, what, one hit, one hits the dinosaur, or one hits the T-Rex and like, carves a line in the side of its, of its muzzle. Like across no across the side of its muzzle, and the other two just just whip past. <clears throat> you know it's hurting, but it's still standing. Hi, this is Scott. Thank you for listening to Arcosaur D&D on your podcast platform of choice. So, while we have this break, uh, please feel free to go to our website, ArcosaurTT.com, and check out any kind of merch or games that we currently have on our website. And, uh, yeah. 
Have a good break. We'll be back in a bit. 